Hi there, this is John Falola. Thank you so much for joining me on today's broadcast of Startup Nation World. And um, I had to do a re-recording. The previous one was corrupted. So, in continuation to the part one of our conversation on citizen engagement, I give an, an analogy about um, Russia and the Ukrainian war. You know, um, this is just my own idea, my own thoughts. And it's a, since we live in a free world, I think I can just discuss uh, without any hassles, anyways. So, I really do believe that the whole essence of the war was dated back to the Soviet Union era. You know, um, for so many years, they've had some core Russians, you know, um, reside in some parts of Ukraine. And the claim by the Russian leader was that um, he's trying to defend those who have submitted to the ideologies of Russia, you know. And I felt like it's like you breaking a sovereignty, um, a sovereign nation, you know, into two, basically. If you wanted those Russians that um, had resided in the, in Ukraine for so long, um if you wanted to show care or concern or protect them or defend them, why don't you just move them into Russia, which is a big landmass as well, and leave the sovereignty of Ukraine alone, leave Crimea alone, so everyone can move on with their lives and live their best lives. But you know, he knows better, and um, I really don't know why the war happened, except from the fact that uh, it was trying to prove a point, you know. And I, I mainly say that based on my own research, though, and I realized that the previous Ukrainian president was said to have aligned with his interests, but this young man didn't align with his interests, anyways. So the president won President Zelensky, which has, whom has gained global respect about the fact that he stood his ground and defended his own. In as much as people will try to make a propaganda out of this conversation, I really think that the matters that we that is here right now is something that is resolvable. But you know, when ego is involved, anything can happen. So I re- I really do believe that if this matter is to be resolved, if the Russians can honor themselves and just stay back in their country. If you want the Russians in Ukraine, you don't need to claim a territory that has that had become a sovereign state ever since the split of the Soviet Union. Bring your people back home and leave Ukraine alone. Let them develop their land and have it um, a sovereign authority over their, their, their own nation. So I really do believe that with all of this that's happening, uh, the Russian leader is building a case for himself, you know, which is more like uh, a genocide kind of thing, you know. Uh, if, if, that, if that is the right word, he's trying to use his superior powers to underestimate the sovereign states of Ukraine. And for the first time, you know, the West has held back and 
all they've done is to support Ukraine with weapons and trainings to defend themselves. You know, many people are trying to paint it or create propaganda that is about the West versus Russia. If the rest, if, the, if it was the West versus Russia, by now NATO and the US will have, you know, counterattacked Russia. But instead, all they've done is what the United Nations will have done, which I believe is to help Russia, um, help Ukraine defend itself against Russia. So, in that light, many are asking, how does this war end? Because it really is baseless, you know, and I watched on CNN some days ago when some drones eat Russia and Russia began to feel like their own base is, been atta- is under attack. Just imagine how much of similar terror you've impacted on your neighbors, the Ukrainian, in the last couple of months over an issue that is not even deserving of a war other than the fact that you're trying to enforce superiority where there's none to be enforced, really. So, I read, I watch documentaries on this matter. It's The matter that's going on is dated back to centuries ago. It's not just about now. There's been that um, back and forth about those territories that they are trying to, you know, even trying, you know, if you said he was about defending the Russians, in some areas of Ukraine, why is it trying to take over Kiev? You know, you took over Crimea, and I think it's all about the fact that Ukraine has nuclear weapon. I'm sus- I have that strong suspicion that it's all it beyond all of this drama that we're seeing. It's all about the nuclear weapon in Ukraine, and the fact that um, the Russian leader is insecure about the idea of. Ukraine joining the EU and now with this war he has forced that possibility by making sure that the, the, the country will have to rely or join the EU to protect itself. So I really do hope that reasoning or wisdom will kick in and they will have to withdraw their troops and have a peaceful negotiations around this things. In the absence of that wisdom, what will end up happening is the end of an era. Because too much of power over a period of time can get into people's head. It takes a lot of humility to understand that it's an unnecessary battle. You've destroyed, you've kind of taken Ukraine backwards, you know, after with the amount of um, growth that they've had over the years. Single decision to invade Ukraine has taken Ukraine backward, years backward, you know, and they will have to rebuild from the hashes and trust that they will become better, which I believe they would. That is down that. So on citizen engagement, you know, you will see that President Zelensky was able to communicate to the citizens and some people volunteered to be part of the national cause. Some foreigners even volunteered. What I'm trying to understand about is that the core of leadership is about citizen engagement. If you don't have conversations about what you're up to or the reasons why you're having actions, 
you know, we live in a world that we don't believe that we need to communicate our reasons for taking certain decisions. And we, if you are in a place of leadership, people need to understand why you came to that decision so that they can better run with it, you know. But when you just give, you just make a decision without explaining to them why I came to this decision, you will see people trying to uh, fight against it, you know. There has to be a conversation, you know, for us to have a global improvement in the level of governance across the world. The conversation around leadership and its followership has to be improved. You know, no one is greater than the other because it's the followership that chooses a leader, you know, or chooses the leadership. And they have the right to change their leadership if it doesn't, you know, work in line with all that they, they seek to deliver. And there are no perfect governments anywhere in the world. All we can assure ourselves is about continuous improvement. Keep improving on what you have done yesterday and all of that. So, lastly now, I just want to talk about the idea concerning citizen engagement that would involve NGOs. The right way to go about citizen engagement is to have non-government organization, you know, sensitize people on their constitutional rights in the nation that they live in. Help them to understand how they can be patriotic in a sense in their nation in their little corners, in their decisions, in how they go about their civic responsibilities. You know, even sensitizing about taxation, sensitizing about the ideas, about their civic responsibilities around voting and all those things. You know, the only way you can keep governance performing like a business environment or a private sector environment is by accountability, whereby there are checks and balances as to how improvements and development can happen consistently over time. So, with that being said, you need to work around these modalities. The era of, you know, um, choosing the route of violence to communicate to a government is fast fading away. We're in an era whereby there will be debates around issues, you know, people think that debates should end even after, before, uh, during the election hearing, the citizens can debate the leadership about issues that they are against, even while they have been elected. So you can always have these conversations whereby they go into the media or they have a media chat. And this is not you selecting questions that you are asked. This is you having people ask you questions that concerns their lives. And if you can provide the best answers for them, they can realize, okay, this person has their interest at heart, you know, and all of that. So, with that being said, I want you to realize that at the heart of every democratic dispensation is citizen engagement. Even in areas or probably nations whereby they still practice um, monarchical leadership whereby, or a monarchy system whereby the especially in the middle east you know there's still a sense of citizen engagement they still have conversations with their civil service they have conversations so irrespective of whether you're in a democratic dispensation or you're practicing a uh, monarchy system 
I think citizen engagement are what helps everyone to have the right information on hand as to the rules of engagement, you know, for for continuous development. So everyone is asking questions, and the only way to get answers is through dialogue or conversations. So let's keep it keep it on, let's keep it let's keep keeping it on. Um, it's a journey. It's a long walk to manifestation. Irrespective of the nation of the world, you are listening to me across the 49 nations that we are. We have listenerships. I'm truly grateful for your time. I'm truly grateful that you trust me with uh, the privilege to share ideas around my thoughts. And I don't take notes. I don't... Uh, this is purely from my heart. This is a conversation about leadership, which I really do think that is important in the 21st century. So cheers to you to a collective um, developed world. Cheers to an improved conversations around leadership across the world. And cheers to your commitment to your personal leadership as well. So keep it locked on the same channel, same time next week. Cheers. And remember, this is the final series that I'll be putting out for the year. So to next year or to January next year, I would... We would probably have a studio then uh, whereby we are having hearty conversations and we might actually increase our reach, you know, um, whereby we can call in and have discussions as well. So, cheers. And then we have more guests. We have to be inviting guests at times. Well, should you not have any guests, I can always continue um, as your favorite host. Thank you so much, and I really do appreciate your time. You make it worth it. So, for those in the US, there will be a subscription model for the spot for the podcast experiences, um, and people can give as well if you truly enjoy what we do. I want to keep Apple keep the light on. It's not compulsory, you know. It's about me actually, you know, keeping keep talking about the vision and painting the pictures in your heart. Well, if you feel you want to support, that's fine. That's good. This is an NGO, though. So everything you give will be accounted for. So cheers to a great future ahead of you. And hi. Bless up.